We the biggest in the game. Wild Cherry Pepsi Fridays. Wild Cherry Pepsi Fridays. Come on. Woo. Right here. A celebration. Happy Friday. We the biggest in the game. Will Castro, what's good? It's the big, 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 big. Shout out to Robert Cole. Came on the show yesterday tonight. We got Eric Adams running for mayor. Shout out to Puzzle Life. Sent me my boxing gloves. Thank you so much for all the artistic kids out there. What's your pleasure? Come on. It's a celebration. Woo! We the biggest, the most consistent. Consistency is key. It's a celebration. Okay. What's good, everybody? What's good, everybody? Friday night. We trying to get to it. Tell them to lower their voices. Not so loud. Okay, I don't see it. I don't see it yet. What's up, y'all? What's good? We out here, home of the wave. We out here. Titi Barber, what's up? I see you. Friday night. Wild Cherry Pepsi Fridays. So you know when you're moving, what's so beautiful about this is that we got multiple setups. Wherever I go, I can just turn on the live and start talking to the people. So, um... Your rich player. So uh we in the building. Shout out to MS363. Uh we was out there yesterday for the kids. Hopefully we get something done. Um This is big time right now all across America, especially in New York City. Uh this Tuesday we going for mayor, the primaries. Uh, we got a brother coming on today, Eric Adams. I'd rather get him in. Let me see. Celebrate good times. Come on. Trying to, I'm trying to find Eric Adams for NYC. If y'all, if y'all know another, because it ain't coming up. If y'all know another Instagram for Eric Adams, let me know. 
Let me see it right there, Adam, so I can know what the Instagram is. If not, Eric Adams, any of your people tuned in, you can send me a request on the Instagram right now so we can talk to the people. Uh, and so, of course, this is where it's at. This is the town hall, the public square. This is where you come to talk to the people. Brooklyn Batty was good. Oh, 8.15? Okay, so I, I can talk my ish. Now, Greek the Freak has proven to be a lot for the Brooklyn Nets. A whole handful. This playoffs. I, I'm not a gambler, but I would not be gambling at all in these playoffs. It's really crazy what's going on out here. Um... Kyrie hurt. Kawhi Leonard hurt. CP3 out with Corona. It's a, uh, it's like, it's unstable. What I do know is Kevin Durant is the greatest player in the NBA. Can he answer Middleton? Can he answer Greek the Freak? I mean, let me tell you something. Life's beautiful, guys. Life is beautiful. No matter if you're rich or poor or whatever. If you got good health, life is beautiful. Enjoy it, man. God has given us everything. I seen a school teacher today. That was my school teacher at Morris High School. He's the gym teacher. My brother, if I see you, if you know I'm talking to you, God bless you, man. Uh, he, man, he know me since I'm 13. He was like, yo, bro, 83, Mars High School. He was, he was terror squad. I was like, oh, my God. And he looks so great. Salam alaikum, my brothers. What's up? Yeah, so we out here. More life. You ain't lying. Titi Barber was good. I mean, listen, guys, somebody said, Joe, you don't know what you're talking about. My thing is, I'm not acting like I know everything. I can't know everything. I'm a regular human. What I can give you, shout out to Raul T.S., Serge T.S. What I can tell you is I just give you my mind and my opinion, and you take it like you want it. You take it like you want it. And so, we out here. You know, something that bugs me out every day is when, uh, when we say, uh, yeah, that's that blue magic. You know, you got the yonden to go with the yonden. You know what I'm saying? If we want to do the whole yonden, then everything go with the yonden. And, you know, positive vibes only. But my thing is, right, we OGs, we getting older, we know. And people tell me, yo, man, act your age, man. Yesterday I'm in the store, one of my friends I grew up with, beautiful guy, he comes in with his daughter. He's acting his age. He looks old as fuck. And I'm like, damn. I don't think I could do that. 
I don't think I could do that. So I got to stay swaggy. I got to stay on my shit. I got to stay looking young as possible. I don't think it's a crime. And so when they say, yo, at your age, what do you want me to do? Wear a 10X hoodie and some bell-bottom jeans? Yo, Raul, what's up? Nah, I'm saying, yo, Raul, is we acting too young? Is 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 we is we acting too young? Is we supposed to be like, do you hit an age where you just say, yo, I'm old, I'm washed up. I'm, I'm, I'm old, I'm washed up, that's it. I'm going to act old. I can't go to a hot spot. I'm too old to go to a hot spot. I mean, let me know something. Huh? The blow diggers is out? Is after eight? And so, it's like, I don't know what to tell you. And so I'm thinking I'm doing a good thing representing the era. You know? And people, they checking out, man. I see guys my age coming through looking like, yo, my school teacher, he was my school teacher. He looked so incredible. But he was the PE teacher, the gym teacher. He's in shape. Brand new Jordans. Brand new. I said, damn, man. He's my teacher. I said, damn, man. He looking great. And so that's what we got to do. I don't see it. There you go. Let's see. Without further ado. Oh, my hairline been long gone since I was 15. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know what, brother? You were you were you were dropping some science. That a lot of people don't even realize the science you were just dropping. You know just that? Now, I mean, kick it to me because I don't know what I'll be dropping sometimes. Brothers, let me tell you something. If brothers only knew what you just dropped on them, four years ago, type 2 diabetes, lost my sight in my left eye. The doctor mm. said, Eric, you're going to be blind in a year. I had permanent tingling in my hands and feet. Turned out to be nerve damage from the diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, your whole package. They said, you know what, you get older, you're supposed to get this. It's in your DNA. It is what it is. And I said, you know what, I'm not going out that way. You know, I saw a mom injecting herself with insulin for seven years, diabetic for 15. Dad just died from prostate cancer. My sisters and brothers, one lost a kidney because of diabetes. Another one was dealing with breast cancer. Another one was dealing with thyroid cancer. And I said, listen, I'm not going out this way, man. And I decided to say, let me do something different. I went to a computer and just Googled reversing diabetes. And all of a sudden, all this information came up. I partnered with a bunch of doctors and learned that if you just go to a different meals, eat the right food, within three weeks, Fabio, Three weeks, my vision came back. 
three months, my diabetes went in remission. My nerve damage went away. I dropped uh, uh, 35 pounds. I don't have a six-pack, six pack, man. I have a case, man. My body's so tight now. It's unbelievable. But let me, let me drop this on the brothers because this is what's going to get the brothers. Check this out. When you are dealing with health issues, chronic disease and obesity, it, it, does, it not only clogs your heart, it also clogs your sexual organ. That's what ED is. ED is early detection of heart um, artery clogging. When you change that and clean your heart arteries, you're also cleaning the lowest veins in your body and your sexual organs. You don't need that blue pill. You need green broccoli, man. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what's crazy is I never knew that. That's, yes, that's, that's science for real. So right. ED is early detection for like your arteries clogging and all that. And once you once you get, you know, it's with everything, you know, if you know, we might be getting too graphic, but when you're working out and you're doing your cardio, you better in the you know, you you gotta take care of your health, you gotta take care of your appearance. You do. What I was trying to say is that I had a brother come in here two days ago in my store, and he's my age. But yo, he got the thick glasses. It's, He's looking all like I'm like yo, damn man, you let right, yourself brother. go, bro. That's right. And, That's right. And it's crazy. I mean, I I want to look fly till I'm out of here. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. Um, and so Eric, man, thank you for coming on here. Yes, yes. I want to yes. start by saying, too many of my friends love you, mm, right? Mm, mm. Too many of my friends love you. Mm, and mm. whether you know it or not, they've been talking me up about you <laughs> behind your back. And I mean from all walks of life. <laughs> but shout out Eddie Caban. Shout out Ruben Diaz Jr. Shout out everybody who's been like, yo, Eric Adams is the man, Jimmy. <laughs> Eric Adams is the man. I mean, from everywhere. East to north to south. I get it. Eric Adams is the man. I get it. Right? I like, like <laughs> Ruben is on here. Eric Adams the man. There's nothing I can do about it. Uh, <laughs> you're very resourceful, man. And and you you you're like an octopus where you got arms all over. Like you you reach all walks of life. Um let's go to the obvious, right? So yes, you sir. in the top. Yes. Right? Yes. And so when I see you on TV, I'm gonna be honest with you. Yes, yes, man. I look at you. Before I had friends that was just like talking to me, I said, man, this guy's a cop. Right. I said, with no disrespect, <laughs> right. this guy's a cop. Right. And uh, we got beat up a lot, man. We got Hello. beat up a lot. We got, <laughs> you know, and so I had, I personally had to get over that hump mm, mm. and say, yo, let me, let me, let me, let me really listen to this guy and let, and let, you know, me, his story, and all my friends telling me, yo, Joe, break down to us why you became a cop mm. and uh, and what did you do in the police department to change the uh, pr pretty much the DNA of the police department? Mm, well said, brother. Let me, let me tell you something. Uh, uh, when I was 13, a 10-year-old boy named Clifford Glover was shot in South Jamaica, Queens. And that was my first introduction to mobilizing and fighting against police uh, misconduct. When I was 15, I was arrested in South Jamaica, Queens, uh, and the two cops that arrested us, they didn't even say anything. They just took us downstairs and they kicked us in our groin over and over again. 
When I went mm. to Spofford for the first night, mm. the first thing I saw when I pissed in Spofford was blood coming from, from coming from me peeing. Instead of urine, blood came out. When I was 18, a brother named Randolph Evans was shot and killed, and I marched and mobilized over the shooting of Randolph Evans. Then we saw the killing of Arthur Miller. Arthur Miller was a black prominent businessman. He was killed. And then uh, Reverend Herbert Daughtry and other civil rights leaders came to 13 young brothers and said, we want y'all to go into the police department to fight from within. Listen, brother, I didn't want to do that. I was like, man, you trying to have me go back in the popo that beat me down? But I've had so much respect for these brothers, these leaders. They were icon, icons in our community that I went in, started 100 Blacks in Law Enforcement. I was in the police academy when Eleanor Bumpers was shot. Mm. I used to leave the police academy in my recruit uniform and go up to uh, the Bronx to protest against Sullivan murdering Ele Eleanor Bumpers. So I've been doing this for so long, brother, and fighting on behalf of black and brown people because you can't just fight from the outside. Some of you have to go in and fight from the inside. And that's what I did. And you know, when you do that, I used to, I used to uh, go and protest at Rockefeller Plaza because of the draconian Rockefeller drug laws. And later I went to Albany with Ruben Diaz Jr. And we, re we repealed the Rockefeller drug laws. And so we saw what we learned from being in policing. We knew how to go about and change the system because all of us have been beat down. All of us have been. As mayor, they're not going to be able to play a game on me. I'm going to go in, get rid of those abusive cops in an expeditious fashion, and I'm going to change the ecosystem of public safety. Public safety is not just police. It is so many other pieces that have been ignored, like cure violence, um, conflict resolution, young organizations and groups, clergy task force. We can turn this around, brother. We can be safe. So we don't have the overproliferation of guns in our community, and we don't have the abuse of police officers in our community. You know, Eric, uh, if I could call you, Eric. Yes, please uh, do. You know, we have a serious problem in New York City, a very big disparity between the police department and regular civilians. Right. The other day, something I love to do is if you see me out there, it's true. I've been doing this for years. When I'm in New York, I get in my car 12 midnight and I drive all over Brooklyn, Queens, the Bronx, Harlem, listen to WBLS, the old jams, and just soaking up the city <laughs> and seeing everything. So Fat Joe does this on the regular when I'm in New York, right? Right. And so what? why I'm telling you this is I, I have my uncle with me, driving with me, and we were by a precinct under the train near Williamsburg and all that. And he said, man, I got to use the bathroom. Do you think I could go in the precinct? Do mm, they have a bathroom mm, in there to use? Mm. It was like one in the morning. Right. I was like, yo, they're not going to let you in there to use the bathroom. Jeez, and then I jeez. get to thinking, this is taxpayer money. We right, pay these right, people. Right, How right. is there so much of a divide with the police that we scared to go use the bathroom in the precinct we pay for? That's right, brother. That's right, man. That's right. And that, and I, what you just what you just dropped is powerful because think about this for a moment. And that's why those elders were smart because I was busy saying I'm not joining no damn police department. 
And those elders sat down with me and said, think about this. When black and brown people were having a problem in education, we told black and brown people to go into education. When we were having a problem in healthcare, we told black and brown young people to become doctors. The only place we don't say go and fight from within is policing. Yet we pay tax dollars to races to police us instead of saying, listen, we're going to get some of our soldiers from the community, go into the police department and stand firm. That's why 100 blacks in law enforcement, we were no joke, man. These were, these were kids and young people that grew up in NYCHA, grew up in the South Bronx. These were real soldiers, man. That's what we need to be doing. We should be walking up in these precincts saying we want to use the bathroom. We should be Not walking that. up and using those are our tax dollars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, it happened to me two nights ago. <laughs> I'm driving in Brooklyn, listening to my BLS secret love. <laughs> Uncle Dan is like, yo, I gotta use the bathroom. It's a precinct right here. He's like, You think I go in the precinct? I could use the bathroom? And I'm like, nah, I don't think they're going to let you use the bathroom. <laughs> but that's insane if they're it supposed is, to protect and serve and we pay them. That's and right. That's I just right. think it's hard. The, the, one of the problems and one of the issues I see, and we can talk about everything else, of accountability both ways. Because us as a black and brown community, black lives matter, but when black people and brown people kill each other, we're not as vocal. So right. we need to be accountable in both ends, as well as the police. So when you got the guy who runs the union, you know the guy with the slick hair back. He looked like he in yes. the Godfather yes. movie. <laughs> right, but, right. but he's never seen a cop do nothing wrong. Right, right. In his right, life. Right, right, right. He has to, sooner or later, if we see son say, yo, you know, maybe this guy's wrong. Right? right? Exactly. And exactly. so we need some type of accountability. How are you going to be able to work with them and tell them, listen, I, there's a new sheriff in town, and I want to try it this way? He said well Pat said. Lynch. Ruben well Diaz said. said Pat Lynch. Well said. Yeah. And, and I, I want to touch on that, but I want to go back for a moment. To, because people say, well, you know what? Eric uh, supports the use of stop and frisk. First of all, people are saying that don't understand the real word. It's called stop, question, and frisk. And the frisk is not what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to stop and question. Think about this, Brother Joe. 2 a.m. in the morning, you're pulling up to your house. Someone is standing out front, and they just put a, a, a gun in their waistband. Or anyone. You, you see your child coming, getting ready to come in the house. You see someone put a gun in the waistband. When you call the police, you want them to stop and question that person. If the, if the police can't stop and question people, when you call the police, you're setting your community up for failure. This is what police were doing. They were saying at the beginning of the night, they're going to stop people for a quota. They were stopping and frisking everybody. That's illegal. But you as a citizen, if you call the police because someone is about to break into your car, someone's about to break in your home, if you're telling that police officer they can't stop and question that person to say, hey, what you doing? You setting you, your community up for failure. And people need to understand what stop and question is. That's why I testified in federal court. The judge listened to my testimony and ruled against the New York City Police Department because of my testimony. I passed a bill in Albany that stated you could not keep the names of innocent people in a database when they were stopped. We got rid of that database thanks to Ruben mm -hmm. and others. 
So when people start saying, well, Eric's going to stop and frisk to come back, listen, man, stop that. That's just a bunch of noise from people who are running for office. Look at my record. <laughs> my record is clear, man. Yeah, you know, I, th I just think if they got, if they have, I'm sorry, I'm yes. trying to get this light going, but is if, if, if they have a debate and we're waiting and we're going over the greatest city in the world, the last thing to do is tell you, do you live in Brooklyn or Jersey? Or like, let's get to some issues. Right, right. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I mean, I would do better than that. And so, but if you don't, if, if people don't have a record, they don't want to talk about a record. I just gave you a record that started when I was 13. I've been doing this for over 40 years, brother, from being shot. with my paper you know when i was in ruben always you know that when we go back when we, eric when we go back and we say giuliani when he was a darling of the city but i was going in the bullpens and, and they had 40 50 black and brown people in there for drinking a beer smoking right. this uh, 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 a joint this right petty crimes and they were stopping and frisking. They was bragging about this is the cleanest city in the world, but it was really at the expense of black and brown people. Right, right. right you see, right. That, uh, uh, was it Avalon Louima who got shot for pulling out his wallet mm -hmm. forty-one right. times? Yeah, no, and that was Diallo. That was Diallo, and I know that. That was Diallo. Was, yeah, yeah, right, right. And I, and, and and that's what, that's where Ruben and I met because we went up there to protest that shooting and sat in the courtroom. And Abner Louima endorsed me. Sean Bell's dad endorsed me. Uh, today, uh, Junior's mother endorsed me. Mm. You know, you look at all of these people who have been the victim of abuse or victims of gang violence and gun violence. Uh, they stand with me. I've been able to bring together people on both sides of this issue. Because let me tell you something, brother. I've knocked on doors and told families that their child was shot, killed, or die, I've never heard them say one time, we feel better if it was not done by the police or not done by a gangbanger. Listen, innocent people should not die, brother. And we're not going to feel better no matter who took the life of our family members and loved ones. How can we, how can we get these kids out of being at the wrong place in the wrong time? Jobs, jobs, uh, after school, arts programs, Things to let these kids know that they're special, that yeah. they have a future. To not right. just think uh, on impulse. That right. one wrong decision could mess up their whole life. They could go to jail for 30 years in prison. Uh, right. And so, you know, a lot of fathers are present, but a lot of them aren't present. Right. You right. know, and when okay. I talk to these young kids in the street, a lot of them is like, you know, my father ain't, wasn't there. My father ain't there, this and this and that. So what, what kind of a plan do you have to deal with peacekeepers like Erica Ford and, and some of the people we know that have been out there for 30 years trying to keep the gun violence down in Queens and all the communities? Like, what, what kind of plans do you have uh, to help our youth uh, move away from the violence and move away from the gang violence? You know, today, when Junior's mom endorsed me, I also had the largest and most prominent uh, anti-violence uh, teams, uh, crisis management teams, uh, they were there with me. 
And they said very clearly, we know Eric Adams. Eric has been on the streets with us, A.T. Mitchell and others, uh, you know, Jackie Rowe Adams, some Harlem Mother Saved, Guns Up, uh, you know, uh, Violence Down, all of these groups, brother, SOS. These are soldiers that I've really uh, fought the battle with. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to change the ecosystem of public safety. Public safety is not just police. Public safety is using these crisis management team, mental health professionals, youth groups, and organizations, and we're going to put money into them. So when they hit the streets and they tell young people to put down their guns, they're going to also give them a pathway to a job. They're going, we're going to open video game rooms in these storefronts so our children can not only learn how to play the games, but also the economics behind the game. That's a multi-billion dollar industry. We can't be just consumers. We're going to show our young people how to start businesses by using the peacekeepers on the streets, one-on-one, -on -one, round the clock. When I hit the streets, I don't hit the streets during 9 to 5. I'm out in the streets 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, pulling up, talking to young people, giving them the opportunities that they desire. So that is how we're going to do this. We're going to change this whole conversation, not to be reactive and wait until a young person has a body, but get them before they have that body and show them a pathway out of games. I've been meeting the last two years. I've been meeting with some of the top gang members in the city behind the scene, closed doors, and talking about how do we turn this around? Use your credible messenger status to start moving our community in another direction. Because we're all in a gang one way or another. The question is, are we in the gang doing something wrong or or in a gang doing something right? You know, I went up to a school yesterday in the Bronx, and I want you, your people to write this down. MS363, beautiful kids. They contacted me in the DM. I was in Miami. They contacted me and said, Joe, you from the Bronx, please. They're trying to take our schoolyard and build a new school there. So it's a junior high school, and they have one yard. I mean, I mean, New York City. It's so dense. Yes. It's so yes. populated that we barely have schoolyards. So they right. have a schoolyard, and uh, they're trying to take the schoolyard and build an elementary school on there, and they will no longer have a schoolyard. Now, we mm. got diabetes in our community. Right. right. We got uh, asthma. We, we got record-breaking diseases with these kids, so they need to be able to uh, exercise and stuff. Uh, right, right. What would you say about these kids um, that's trying to save their yard? Listen, we're going, we're going to stop that, that building from being built. You have my commitment. You can tell those young people, if Eric Adams is their mayor, that building is not going up. They're going to keep, their, school, they're going to keep their schoolyard. And we're going to open up spaces Woo! for them. You know, you know what I'm saying? Because, listen, we feed our crises. Tell me something. How do you have the Department of Health and Mental Hygiene fighting against childhood obesity, diabetes, and asthma, but every day we're feeding our babies 960,000 meals, and those meals cause diabetes, asthma, and obesity. We're feeding the crisis to our children, and we're going to, we're going to turn that around, brother. You know, we're not going to be a city that creates crises. We're going to be a city that prevents crisis. There's a saying that um, Archbishop Desmond Tutu uh, said years ago. He said, we spent a lifetime pulling people out of the river. No one goes upstream and prevent them from falling in in the first place. 
All we do is hang out downstream and pull people out of the river. Lack of education, health care, homelessness, mental health illness. Brother, do you know if we just do dys dys dyslexia screening in schools, do you know 30% of Rikers Island prison population, they are dyslexic? 55% have a learning disability. So we just give people the resources when they're in school. They won't hit the streets slinging drugs, doing stick-ups, and be out in the street and end up in Rikers Island. There's no desire to turn this around, brother. We're going to turn let this me, around. Let me ask you something, Eric Adams, right? Because I'm, look, I'm, I'm looking at you. Obviously, you're a black man. There's been so many studies. I don't like talking like this, but, you know, fear of the black man, fear yes. of this. How do you plan? Because right now, you, 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 you singing Sweet Chariots to our community. But there's another community watching, too. It's called mm -hmm. the white community. Right. How do you get the white people to believe you and be, and be behind you? The, the Jews in Brooklyn, the Italians, uh, the Irish, how do you get them to commit to you? Because part of, uh, part of uh, co-signing or endorsing or, or, or voting, just voting for somebody who's believing that everybody will vote because we can't just win one way or another. You know what's interesting, brother? My narrative is the same. I don't care if I'm in a corporate boardroom or if I'm in a Brownsville or the South Bronx. Let me tell you why my narrative is the same. Because affluent whites and middle-class whites, they realize we're wasting their tax dollars. They realize that no one is fixing this problem. Anytime we have to continue to solve, address the same problem, it's coming out of their paycheck. That's why taxes keep going up. And so now Eric is coming along and say, listen, this city can run more efficiently. We need to end inequalities because if we don't, people are going to keep kicking your taxes up. So they're doing it because they realize that if we don't fix the problem, they're never going to turn this around. Let me tell you something. Crime is killing our tourism uh, 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 system. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. No one is coming to New York if they a three-year-old shot in uh, Times Square. You know, no one is going to open a company if people are being pushed on the subway tracks or slashed. So they realize your prosperity and the prosperity of that kid in Brownsville is attached to their prosperity. So they understand what I'm saying. You want your taxes to stop increasing all the time? We need to become more efficient as a city, and we have to end inequality. If, if Bebe don't get a job, your taxes are going up. Bebe needs to be employed so he can pay into the tax pool and we don't stop hitting you over the head and impacting You hear me? Did I, did I, did I lose yeah, your Yeah, yeah, no, that's people calling you right? very busy these days. I know, I've been doing this so long, I know. A good question <laughs> is... Yeah, I've been doing this a while. I know they're blowing you up. You're on the Fat Joe show. They want to get a shout out, son. Don't worry about Eric Adams from New York City Mayor. Listen, how I live in Miami, every New Yorker I know is living and moving to Florida. All the money is going down there. Now, how do we get people back to New York City to open businesses and bring back New York City. Because I know due to COVID, it was, it, 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 you know, it, 
Looking at New York City, uh, Eric, could you hit the light? Looking at New York City right after the COVID, uh, I remember these old commercials. This is for old people watching. These old commercials that would come on after the honeymoon. If you remember, TV used to cut off. And they used to have the Indian guy. And he's looking at the streets. And it's all polluted. And he would have that tear in his eye. Because, you know, right. America was the Indian <laughs> territory. Yeah, what so when I drive do? up Madison Avenue and I see all these stores that were so beautiful and brought the tourism in, they all gone. What incentives are you doing to bring them back to the city to lift the city back up, the economy, the ecosystem? Right. There you go, brother. And you know what's interesting? I sit down and I speak to uh, many of our high-income earners. You know that only 65,000 people pay 51% of our income taxes. When I sit down and I talk to them, know what they tell me? They say, Eric, listen, we can deal with your taxes. We can't deal with the violence. I'm afraid for my children to walk the streets. I'm afraid for, to go out to the restaurants. If we don't get this crime under control and start getting people back to work, people are going to leave our city. First, we're going to become a safe city. We're going to become a fair city. And then we're going to attract businesses. You know, as a businessman, this city is too expensive, too bureaucratic, and too difficult to do business in. We incentivize harming businesses, particularly our nightlife establishment and the black and brown community. Those days are over. We go, anytime you see an agency walk into your business as a businessman, you're not going to have anxiety. You're going to have comfort because they're going to be there to tell you how to keep your doors open so you can hire the employees to pay into our tax pool and move into middle class. We're going to have a different energy in this city, and we're going to attract everything from technology, self-driving cars, drone development, biotech. Uh, we're going to look at all these new businesses like Miami is doing. New York is back and ready to open business, but we're going to hire from the inner communities. We're not going to let the city build up and the, and the young people in Brownsville and the South Bronx and South Jamaica, Queens, their future go down. We're going to change this game, man. I know how to turn the city around. Eric Adams, you've been around a long time. I've been watching you a long time. The question I keep coming in my mind, and I wrote no questions down for you. I said, I'm going to be straight shooter with this guy. We're going to talk from the heart. We're going to That's talk right. like real New Yorkers. And... <laughs> And I, nah, I swear, I usually, you know, I said, no, no, nothing. I said, we, we going at it, right? And I say, why? Why does Eric Adams want this job? This guy, de Blasio, they have been killing him and roasting him. I mean, I don't even know how you, you, you New York is such a, you know, basketball player, scared to come over here. <laughs> the pressure, the media, the this, the this, this, this. I mean, I go to dinner with Ruben, and they cursing us out in the dinner. We go over here. I mean, no, because there's one thing about politics. When these people vote for you, or even if you get elected and they don't vote for you, these people think they own you. For real, like they're talking to you while you eating dinner, while you there. I'm like, this is so, like, this is such a tough town to be the number one guy. Why do you want to be mayor of New York City? And you know what, brother? And, and let me drop this on you, brother Joe. And I just want to plug up this charger. I went through, Joe. I went through my entire um, 
public school experience uh, being bullied because they used to call me the dumb kid. I used to get D's all the time. I was the last to leave the classroom. I could never comprehend uh, the information. And teachers called me lazy. Uh, people called me names. I was in I was in college in a remedial course, sitting in the library studying my rear off. When all of a sudden, I heard in the next aisle, somebody was doing a document, listening to a documentary on learning disabilities. I said, damn, do I got a learning disability? I took out the documentary and I learned that I did. And I was able to overcome that learning disability. I went from a D student to being on the D's list throughout my entire college career. But I was lucky. How, how many people, young people like me coming from the inner city are not that lucky? If you don't educate, you will incarcerate. You can't be lucky in the city. You can't be lucky that your baby was not shot by some straight bullet. You can't be lucky that you were not stopped and brutalized by police or you won a lottery to get housing or lucky you live in the right zip code to get adequate health care or lucky that you have a small business and the right inspector comes in and not try to close your stuff down. The city can't be about luck. It has to be about opportunity. And I believe God blessed me with that learning disability so I could understand what it's like to be uh, abused, beat up, called names, uh, written, wrote about, and all of those things. He made me Teflon now. There's nothing you could, someone could do to me or say to me because I've already been through the fire. Now it's time for me to use that experience to make sure Erica, Eric, Jose, and Pedro, they don't sit somewhere and they're denied the resources they need so they can prosper and not just be lucky. That's why I want, I want to be the mayor. I'm going to turn this around, brother. And people may not believe it because we're in a country where we're in the business of breaking, breaking black and brown boys to become break, broken black, black and brown adolescents and broken black and brown men. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be gone, man. Only reason I'm here is because I ran faster than Henry. You know what I'm saying? But the reality is I'm here. God made me for such a time like this. And I'm going to show America how you stop having black and brown people live in institutional poverty. We're going to get it right. The Chicago South Side is going to get it right. Compton is going to get it right. Atlanta is going to get it right. Detroit is going to get it right. I'm going to turn around America's big cities. And I know I can do it. And I'm ready to do it. You know, I think of mental illness. When we ride around the city, might be 125th in Lexington, might be 34th Street outside the train station, uh, the post office. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. Yep. Mental illness and homelessness. Yes. Is there some sort of a plan to deal with the health crisis and the mental illness and the homelessness in New York City? to get them on yes. their feet, to see them. We're going we go, we go to clean it up in a year, brother. This is what we're doing now. We tell people with mental, when you think of street homelessness, you're thinking about mental health illnesses. Mm -hmm. They don't want to go in shelters because they are abused, they are attacked. So what we're going to do, we're going to give them the wraparound services, the supportive services they deserve. We're going to rebuild trust. There's a great organization called Fountain House with a 85% stability rate where they're able to stabilize people who were formerly street homeless. Then we're going to build halfway houses 
for brothers and sisters who are coming home from upstate. If you put someone back in the same condition, when they went upstate, they're going to do the same thing that sent them up in the first place. So we're going to build supportive housing, transitional housing. We don't have we have it on the federal level. We don't have it on the state level or the city level. So when, a, when, when brothers come home or sisters come home, we're going to give them the job training. We're going to give them the documentation that they need, you know, the uh, ID cards. We're going to make sure we don't put them back in the same atmosphere that caused them to create the crime in the first place. How about jail reform on nonviolent crimes? People who sent up there, we just got kicked in the ass by the Supreme Court this week uh, where... The one thing I thought Trump did good, the First Step Act or whatever that's called, and but they said it doesn't uh, uh, appeal to uh, low crack uh, offense dealers, and and to me that meant black and brown people right, were not right. covered in in that law. How do you uh, how do you how can you work within the sit within the system? Right, right. To get people home who are in jail for long times that they don't deserve. Because because part of the whole entire problem with these kids and this gang violence and everything is broken homes. Yes, the fathers yes. or the mothers are in jail doing 10 years for something that they might have learned their lesson in one year. Right. How do, right. You, how do you plan on creating a system to bring people home with nonviolent offenses? That's a big thing for me. Nonviolent offenses... I don't believe people should be sitting in jail for a long period of times. I'm, I, that's a big thing, for, big thing for me. And what we must do, now is the time to partner with our uh, state lawmakers. When people are inside, let their, let their centers be, get a vocational skill, plumbing, license, a carpentry, or a degree. That's your sentence. Your sentence is not 10 years. No, you invest in yourself becoming a licensed plumber, licensed carpenter, licensed electrician, we cut your sentence in half. Because now you're going to become a tool in society and not a tool against society. We need to stop having broken people leave co correctional facilities. If we incentivize picking up that skill so you can cut your time down, that is going to motivate people to get the skills they need so they can be a productive citizen in society instead of someone that's taken away from society. Uh, I got one last question for you. It's been an honor. <laughs> uh, Knicks or Brooklyn Nets? Brother, don't get me in trouble, man. You know <laughs> I got to do that. <laughs> I try to pull a seat from under you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm next, man. I, you know, I, you know, I don't know, man. You know, uh, Eric, I want to tell you, you've been putting in the work and the shows. You've been out there. You've been talking to the people. The people been talking to me, mm. right? So mm. when Fat Joe, he gets on, he talks for the voiceless. I don't need no money. I make money, right? So <laughs> I'm not bought or paid for. I don't have a boss. So I'll come on here and talk whatever I want to talk. But I'm very impressed uh, by what you're doing. I really, really want you uh, to go out there and work with these peacekeepers so we can change this around with our youth. Uh, and I'm glad you, you, you explained because so everybody could understand. Yeah. Eric Adams, I believe, told me he's not for stop and frisk. 
He's for stop and question. Right, 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 right. Exactly. So, all right, all right. So all and, my and, activists out and, there. And when a civilian calls, not when police is just rolling up on people, if you call and say there's something that's happening, that's been power. And you have to use the body camera when you're doing this so we can document exactly that you do it legally. Okay, he's for strip, he's, he's for uh, stop and question, right? Number two is, the only thing I can tell you from my standpoint, it's like I told you the first question, for anybody who uh, just got here, I said, Eric, you know, all these years I looked at you like you was a cop. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being honest with you. Right. Even if there's a hundred black cops going against <laughs> I'm like the man the police, right? <laughs> And so everybody trying to tell me, yo, he for the people. I'm telling you, he fighting. And you explain to us, because I want to talk, because I know some people got here late, and they obviously didn't hear uh, what we're talking about. Uh, I'll ask you one, one, one last question. My oldest son is autistic. Shout out to Puzzle Life. I just showed his gloves earlier. Um, a lot of special needs kids are like the little kid that got killed. I forget what state. Uh, you know, they get frightened with certain things, bright lights, the cops stopped him. He had a Walkman on, they killed him, mm. right? Um, what I do know is not just in New York, when these kids, the autistic kids get out of school, they never have nowhere to go right, after right. high school. So they say, bye. Right. So you even stay home. You ain't have, and then some of the facilities they might have are all dirty and filthy. A lot of these autistic kids and, and parents, they ain't got a voice like me to talk up for them. And they all on here, right? They all on here. And um, what can we do to help the autistic kids in New York City? Because we got a lot of them. That's and a right, lot brother. of parents, I mean, right. this is a real battle. This is a real burden raising these kids and keeping these kids. What can we do to help them? So true, brother. I'm partnering with a young lady. You should look up her name. Her name is Lucina Clark. And she has an organization called My Time, Inc. She helps parents from the time they their, their child is diagnosed. She helps them navigate the system and get the resources. The city's unfriendly to parents with special needs children. Behind every, chi every child with special needs, there's a special parent. Let me tell you something. It's hard raising children alone, period. So imagine, as you know, when your child has special needs, we are going to have everything from after-school programs that's going to focus on children who are autistic and children with special needs. We're going to use gym spaces in our schools. We're going to make sure parents don't have to sue the city to get resources. We're going to give them those resources. This is going to be one of the most friendly cities for children with special needs and children who need uh, learning disabilities, and other issues. We're going to pour everything into these families because they have a right to expect the best for their children. Thank you so much, Eric Adams. Good luck Thank on you. Tuesday. Everybody, you. you heard the man. Go out there on Tuesday. Go vote. Eric Adams for mayor. Peace, my <laughs> brother. God Thank bless, you. man. All right, man. Thank you. And you guys don't know who I know. Eric Adams. Is out there. I see your girl, er Erica Ford, the warrior, the peacekeeper. She's saying Ray McGuire.
Fat Joe says Isaac Wright Jr. But Eric Adam is putting in the work out there, Erica. He's out there. And everywhere I go, they talking to me about this guy. And so he's out there. So if you have another horse in the race, another candidate, you better get him out there. Because this guy's out there. That's all I can say. He's doing the work. I'm telling you, he's in the streets, Erica. He's in the streets. <laughs> I love you, Erica. I love you. You know that. Ruben Diaz, man, you something else. Ruben Diaz, we got a hold of man. The man said he going to help. If he becomes mayor, he got to help that MS-363, these kids, keep their yard and upgrade the yard. I'm willing to put money to upgrade the yard. Uh, shout out to Booby. Yo, Booby, uh, text me your brother's name, the guy who died up here in Sugar Hill, the basketball player played in Oregon. He died two days ago. Uh, and everybody out here, uh, loves the guy, your white one. What is your brother's name? What is the guy's name? So I want to represent him for real. I know you sent me the info in my text, but live is different. Oh, yeah, we love Erica Ford. I mean, you know, it is what it is, man. We, you know, I, you know, I chose Isaac Wright because I never heard of nothing like that. A man who went to jail, falsely accused, became a lawyer, represented himself. Now he's a lawyer. Uh, everybody got who they go for. But at the end of the day, if there's one clear front runner after Tuesday, we got to start thinking about how we support the person who reflects our community. <laughs> Yo, I love you, Erica. Erica, boy, she got the afro, the right fist of it. No, I'm telling you. Yeah, Erica, something else, man. Uh, and so, white one, TWO, tell me um, some of your guys, your guys' name. Let me see if Tess move on here. Cheer up, Erica, because she ready to kill something. I mean, with peace, because she, she, that's what she deal with, peace. Yo, Wild Cherry, yeah. Pepsi Fridays. Wow. Yo. Wild Cherry. Wild yes, Cherry. I'm here, bro. We've been talking so much real stuff, and we've been so serious. Lighten the mood, man. Yo, I like that talk, man. They was talking, he was talking some good stuff, Ted. I can't, can't even hold you, man. Hey, can't man, even hold you. you. We got, uh, we got so many. Uh, I am Jay. What's up, baby? Do remember? Got remember, so many remember, people who's so passionate about this mayor's race, uh, and, and they all my family, and they going ham yeah. over here. Lucky Church, what's up? They losing their minds. Could we get some cool in the gang? Because it was, yo, really, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't want to say groupied out, but let's just say I was starstruck yesterday. I mean, come talking on. Talking to Robert Cool. I couldn't believe that I even got to talk to this man. And so, I got a funny, sto funny story, Joe. You want me to tell you a funny story? Yes, sir. The girl that DM me is a good friend of mine. Her name is So Lovely. She's actually a DJ. 
She hit me up a long time ago, said, yo, my uncle, my cousin, whatever, he's cool from cool. Can I get him the Fat Joe show? Anybody? My DM be crazy with people that want to give him the Fat Joe show. I'll let you know that. So I was like, listen, man, I think Joe would like that because it's cool, cool in the gang. I clicked up with Rich. Rich hit you. You got cool oh, on the show. Oh, wow. I didn't know it came like that. Yeah. You know, some light, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I'm, gl I'm glad you made it happen because, you, know, you know, after getting uh, – Kenny Burke, it made sense. You just started going on your, on your, I mean? Yeah, you know what I said? I said, listen, when the, when I see the man's face on my IG, classic. I kind of lost it. Like, <laughs> I ain't going to lie to you. I kind of like was like, oh my God. Ah, like, it's classic. What is the man doing? Let's play that music. Let's man. get to Let's it. Go. Let's get to it. Now we going to play a little name that tune too, Joe, because these dudes right here, what I'm talking about. Hold on. Me. At 17, we fell in love. For what? High school sweethearts. Love was so brand new. Hold on. We took the vows of man and wife forever. Life. We gotta let it marinate a little bit, what up? I remember how we made our way. Wow. A little patience. Cherry. Time we prayed. Yeah. Uncle Dan said, don't touch those cans. Don't touch those cans. In the pain, girl, when you lose. What are we talking about? Oh, it's too hot. Too hot. Too hot. Too hot. Yeah. Gotta run for shelter. Gotta run for shade. It's too hot, too hot, too hot, baby. Gotta cool the singer. What a mess we made so long ago. You were my love, oh my love. Hold on, hold on, y'all. They got a catalog, Joe. Oh. Every girl out there named Joanna, you know what up. Joe show, hold on. We got everything on here, word up. Hold on. Oh, think the Barbara in the building. I know she's here. I know she's here. Rich play, hold up. Got in the building. How we sound? Are we good? One, two. Let's get to it.
sing some joke? Let me show you something real quick. Let me show you something real quick. Before we get in the place. You know where this came all up? Oh, oh. Do you remember? 
so crazy. So crazy. Oh, Lord. Shout to Jeff Blake. Get that crazy. When you hear the congas, you know where it's going nice. You know when you hear the congas, you know where it's going nice. Wild, cherry, you see it. Fat Joe Tesmo, you know how we do Friday. So mean. You remember? You remember? Exciting. Hold on. Your homeboy had the smoothest voice, I swear to God, word up. about it joe we got to talk about it i sent you that email i sent you that email i sent you that i sent you that email 
We got to talk about it. Hold on. You remember? We got to talk about it. Hold on. Remix. Remixable doubt. The whole album. We gotta talk about it. We gotta talk about it. <laughs> Back and forth. Remixable down, hold on. Black shit. Black shit, hold on. Come on. Next Thursday, I'm dropping that remixable doubt project, man. Going out to the world, word up. Times. I went to watch after Maviots Owning or owning co-ops, farms, rock top Boots and yachts, guzzling straight shots and scotch Formulating up plots to escape from selling slots Cause it's sports Making it hard trying to figure who's out to trap me Pataki, got all kinds of undercovers is coming at me Perhaps he won't be happy till they snatch me And place me with half a slack speed Sitting in Kasaki, but never me See, my destiny's to be forever free And that's the sea on a hill that awaits for me So flush just to visualize it like a coke bus yes. Vivid enough to make living this so we got that thing, hold on. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Roller Skate Blitz Volume 1! Top of Gelata! <laughs> Joe, I got this work, Joe! Everywhere I turn, I got this work! Go oh, crazy! Wild Cherry Pepsi! Every Friday, we shut the world down! Shout to Uncle Dan, wrist player! Hold on! Light, light that cigar.
press play on that link, baby. Hold on. Come on. It's the 25 anniversary, right? In the meantime, you remember. Talk about who you think you are. What? Come on. Shout to the ladies on that timeline. Number five in the timeline. Work. I don't want no romance. I just want the chance. Show you that I'm for real. Hold on, jump. Now, I, I just got on my test move putting out that work shit. So, you know, why you want to take this, man? Because, you know, I, I, I can tell you something, man. I want. I get it to that whole world. Oh, she's too high. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You want that? You, you know want what that I, want, I want that new edition. I want to end it with that, you know, that vibe. That's from St. Frank, Jeremiah! Here we go! That's right on my alley! That's what? right on my alley! Can't believe that she said yes. We gotta sing that. She's impressed. Hand to hand clap. Hold this on. This could be the start of my happiness. She's so fly. Clap Intelligent. Hey. And she don't clap care. Hey. Hey. Lord, you should see her thighs. It's enough to make any grown man Most cry. girls don't even bother. But the way she fills out her pants. Oh. Said thank you note to her father. Hey, oh, free. You understand? Before I let go. Barbecue, hold on! Barbecue, hold on! Sexy 
skating in East Harlem. It was crazy. I was trying to I was trying to cool the vibes out. I really was trying to get people to start going out the park, right? So then I played this joint off of the project and it went all the way back up again. It's like a two-piece with like with like a, a different biscuit. It's like for the skaters. No for the skaters. It went crazy. Hold on. Listen to the tune. No, no, that's different. Dinky Barbara, hold on, Dinky Barbara. Test on straight face, you remember? Oh, I feel you touching me. Notice that thing. And the moment that you wonder, I wanna feel you in 
Stefa! Wow. That's your testimony, you know what it is. Shout to the Bob God, he's here. Shout to Nessie on the check, and you know, hold on. Y'all sing it. Let's work. Yo, sir, yo, sir. You remember? I owe you too much money, man. I owe you too much money, man. You, you went overtime today. Uh, OT. Wow. We good. Cherry Pepsi. Wow. You see God it. bless you, my brother. I'm going to holler at you later. Thank Love, you, you already know. what you do for us each and every Friday. Likewise, bro. Appreciate you. Yeah? Shake face. Do remember. <laughs> Peace, my brother. Yes, sir. Listen, guys, you don't got two shows for the price of one. And the price of one was free. Up, Let your darkest moments bring your most clarity. If you're going through something, hard times, people ain't with you. They don't stand right next to you. When you get back on your feet, because there's no such thing as failures, only lessons. When you get back on your feet, remember them people really ain't your people. Otherwise, you're lying to yourself. Number two, love God. Believe in God. You have your own relationship tailor-made with God. Talk to him. He wants to bless you. Ask him for the rainbow, the moons, the stars. He's going to hand it to you. Believe in God in the bad times when you need him. And the good times. We the biggest in the game. Joe Crack, see you Monday. Peace.